already starting off with a weird energy because I've literally just got over crying watching Pitch Perfect 2. Like, oh, the wow. ending gets me every time. I've not seen it. Yes, it was on like ITV2 or something. <laughs> I can't really help myself when those kind of films are on. It's like my guilty pleasure. Like pitch perfect and like did you ever watch any of the step up films? No. I didn't I did not. <coughs> I remember them being they, a thing. They are lit. See the first one? Chan and Tatum. It's so good. Anyway. What a smoke <laughs> show he is. I do get what you're saying though. Like when you see like actual films on like council telly you're like oh well i'm gonna sit and watch this you know you could have went and watched that film yourself but because it was on the telly you're like well that's my night sorted it's like doesn't matter how many times i have watched harry potter and the half-blood prince it's on itv3 oh my god my dad has been going on about how he's recorded it like Sixteen thousand times he's recorded it on his telly he's like oh well i can download it on my phone and i can watch it on there and i'm like harry boy why <laughs> you've got a dvd player and the dvds why are you so bored about it being on the telly and on your phone oh he's a madman i love him but he's a madman but that's but that's the thing though is that like we were brought up in that like old school way of doing things yeah so like just the simplest thing the things that we would find simple like streaming on your phone and shit is like yeah amazing. my dad was like, like my dad was perplexed my dad was perplexed by pen and paper because he was so used to like just chipping it into stone for such a long time. <laughs> that is the original Egyptian hieroglyphic- hieroglyphics. That's easy for it? you to say. Aye. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Hello. Welcome to episode six of Dead End Friends podcast. It is um, Dead End Friends. No. Or what is it you like to call it just now? Dead End Friends After Dark, which is, you know, <laughs> saucy. It's still not even dark yet. Man, look outside. Yes, it is. Nah, I can still see things. So, anyway, we're doing this a little bit later than we would usually do. So my energy is a lot lower. All of my family are sleeping, so I'm obviously not going to be screaming at the top of my lungs like I usually do. But anyway, my <laughs> name is Craig Jimison, and with me as always is Gary Gordon my fucking man but yeah my going back to my, my first kind of point I was saying there, there are just those kind of films out there that it doesn't matter how many times you've seen it if it's on you'll sit and watch it yeah like I find that with like some of the shittiest films of all time like for some reason, one of them is any of the Pitch Perfect films. I don't know why. There's just something about them that <laughs> I just love. And see if it's either the first or second Fast and Furious film. Oh, sign me up. I don't know why. I just yeah, have this weird... And if they're on the telly, the longer, because you've got like, adverts to factor in as well. So like an hour and a half movie becomes like three hours. But you sit there, yeah. you'll watch it, you'll no complain. It'll be fine. It's like a whole event, like your whole evening's taken up by a 90-minute flick, and <laughs> I'm into it. But like, 
but then I'll look at films and I have so many films I'm so bad for this like on Amazon Prime I have so many of them just like sitting ready to watch and I and I already know I never will watch them I've just got them sitting in like my watch list and I'm just like I will at some point hopefully but I've already kind of agreed or like accepted the fact that I will never watch these films well like see basically every film you've told me to watch I will never watch them but then it's the same for me because I have only seen about five films like <laughs> maybe and um, people tell me to watch things all like I'm pretty sure I asked Duncan for a list of like must see films I've asked Ri- yeah. Richie that I work with for like a list of like must see films they're the same list essentially but yeah. it's just not going to happen I don't know what it is about fil- I do know what it is about films and people People laugh at me when I tell them this. I have a commitment issue with films, you know? It's not just films. No, it is just films. Because my my commitment issue is that I want to commit, you know? I want to commit too much to the film. So if I watch it and I don't, I'm not enjoying it right away, my brain won't let me turn it off just in case it gets good. Uh. But then if I watch the entire film and it's absolutely garbage, I will be let down. so mad at myself for not just turning it off. This is why I just don't do it, because it, take, it takes me a long time to sit down and go, right, I'm going to do it. I'm, 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 I'm going to do it. I've got, I've got my snacks. I've got the telly. I've got the buzzer. I'm all ready to go. You know? The buzzer? Aye, the fucking... It's the buzzer. The remote, just in case it gets loud, because I feel like... <laughs> You know your telly does that sometimes. You're watching things and you think you've got it at like a nice responsible level and then all of a sudden there's a gunfight and you're actually in Vietnam. Like, you're having flashbacks. <laughs> so, like, I've got that just in case. Yeah. And, um... But it takes me too I'm much. The same. Like, I've, I've actually just rolled up. I had a guy that I used to work with did the same for me and he gave me, like, a massive list. I'm going to show you. Like, obviously, people listening to it will not be able to tell but just this list of films and as you can see it's got like the kind of check next to them yeah four of that list have been and you 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 scrolled with your thumb like four times there as well there was so many films to see there's at least 40 on this list and i've watched goodfellas taxi driver godfather one and blade runner and i'll be honest i liked one of them i'm the same really like see if i'm not if it doesn't totally grip me at first I will, I'm not like you to be honest I'll just turn it off and then I'll feel bad for turning it off because I'm like oh I was supposed to be committing my time but I'd rather just put on the extended version of Return of the King for five hours because it's like one of the greatest <laughs> films of all time yeah but you know we are so, getting with that you know like it is, uh, yeah, I think that's what it is, it's like comfortability yeah maybe it's just the fear of something new uh oh, are we going down this route already? <laughs> like, oh I no! That, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I would agree with, with with that. To be honest, like I have seen, I have seen the same films over and over and over. Like I would say, like the films I have seen the most are the Iron Giant, which is a animated film that I watched when I was a kid. <coughs> One of the greatest films of all time. Vin Diesel doing his thing again. You know, how Vin Diesel plays um, Groot. In Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Characters with low aliens. voices, yeah. Yeah, that's essentially, he took the Iron Giant's character 
and put it in a modern day because he does the exact same thing. <laughs> the Iron Giant. It's amazing. I've never seen um, it. Between that, it's a great film. Between that, Aladdin, classic. Never seen it. <sighs> this is hurtful. I mean, I'm rhyming all these off, knowing fine well that you haven't seen it because you have, like, I think I know one film that I know you have seen. Which is? Tenet. Tenet. Is that ah, that's because I spoke about it to you for ages because it confused the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the film and then I spent longer watching videos on YouTube about what the film meant. <laughs> Still don't know. <laughs> Not got a clue. Chris Nolan has totally perplexed me by this entire film. Yeah, but he's so good at that. Have you seen any of his other films that aren't one of the Batman films? Because obviously that's kind of... I've seen the Batmans. I have seen the Batmans. Uh, Uh, I saw Inception. The Batmans. The The (laughs) Batmans. I've seen Inception. Um, Uh You told me to watch The Prestige. I still haven't done that. Honestly, I don't know how many times I need to say it to you. More. The greatest film ever made. Prestige is hands down the greatest film I have ever seen. I love that film, but I've also not seen a lot, so <laughs> very. <laughs> you don't have much to go on. <laughs> exactly, but the other film that he has that's really good is Memento. It's like that's been on my list. One dead conf- it's another one that's dead confusing with the whole time thing. I know Tenet's like kind of weird about time and it's quite confusing. Memento's another one that's like all about time and it's so fucking confusing, but like also a great film. All of his films just about time, bar Batman. Yeah, yeah, because you've got, what's the other one? Interstellar, which is all kind of time orientated as well. Oh, it's got Matthew McConaughey in it as well, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it took us 10 minutes. And it was <laughs> I've decided though, like, now that we're talking about films, I am going yeah. to watch all of his films. I've never seen any of them. Never seen one yeah. Matthew McConaughey film, other than, like, like I said, like, Wolf of Wall Street, like, when he's in it for yeah. 30 seconds or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he, he pretty much steals the show, let's be honest. Like, that first scene, that only scene with the minute is fucking hilarious. The guy yeah. is like, you believe, you believe him to be that guy. Yeah, that's him. Not as, yeah, that is Matthew McConaughey in... Wolf of Wall Street. Even that thing you sent me you today, know. like uh, like if McConaughey was Thanos. Oh, oh man, I, I was gutting myself. I was so funny. I'll see if I can get it <laughs> while, while we're chatting. But I, yeah, I would agree with what you said. I would watch that film. Like, um, but the one, I think the only one that really sticks out for me for McConaughey was that one that he did with um, Jared Leto. I can't remember what it's called. Now. Oh, Dallas, Dallas Buyers. So he That's really hard to watch. He because obviously like he had to lose a lot of weight for that film. Um, yeah. He had to lose. He had to get down to like one forty five or something. Jesus pounds. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What? I think so. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Um, but he um. He was doing that, going through his weight loss and stuff, and then that's when he got the call from Scorsese to go do the the Wolf of Wall Street thing. That's why he looks pretty gaunt in it, like. Oh right. Because he's like right. still in the mid. He speaks about it in his book Green Lights, uh, available on all good bookstores. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Wait, plugging him now. Sponsored by Green Lights. <laughs> Can I get sponsored by Matthew McConaughey just personally? You can do all of our promo spots for us. Look. If Oak and Mesquite were having a party at the lake house, <laughs> I'd go. You know? 
I found this video by the way, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it. I'll play it in the microphone. Yeah, hit it up. That guy has absolutely oh. nailed it. I love it so much. Like the perfect character arc. I would watch that film. Oh, several times over. I really would. Every day of the week. Yep. But that's another one that's like I was rhyming off all the films I've seen. Like those are the ones that <coughs> I will like never miss. One is the fucking Marvel film. Like, yeah. They're just so engaging and so, like, almost easy to watch as well. I mean, I've I said mean, I've I seen, like, that. five films, but, like, I think, like, that Marvel series, like, up until Endgame, there's, what, like, 30 films, something like that? Something like that, yeah. It's Stupid. Ridiculous. So I've seen all I superhero feel, films. I fell away from it, actually. Like, I remember when, like, Iron Man came out and then, like, Iron Man 2... Uh, first Captain America film Thor like when they did like the whole first phase I was like so gung ho on it and then for some reason I just like skipped all of phase 2 and then kind of picked up at some point in phase 3 again and was just like I have fucking no idea what is going on because I missed <laughs> yeah. so much out and I had to like go back and redo it it's always worth going back though came back to. yeah yeah there's like there was so there was loads of films I hadn't watched when I was picking it back up and I was like right and you go and actually watch these, and then you actually start watching them, and know how all the fucking how all the storylines all like match up, like eventually they all come to a head and all that stuff. It just like it's genuinely mind blowing. The fact that it took the fact that it took them like ten years of storytelling to get to Endgame, like Infinity War and Endgame, blows my fucking mind, man. Absolutely blows my mind. Yeah, I don't know how they managed it. Like I sit down every now <coughs> and then and try to like picture the board meetings that they would have had to have had to like get to that point where they're like so every film we make is tied in and everything we make yeah. apart like away from the films is tied in so do not yeah. fuck this up yeah and then like now they're doing these like disney plus shows and stuff yeah. as well and then they all still tie into the story but like are so separate at the same time it's just like i think this is like i don't really get super fucking excited about like new tv shows and new films and stuff but i'm genuinely like so excited to see with what they do with the next phase because these tv shows are like the kind of beginning of the next phase so they've done one division and they're doing falcon and the winter soldier and they're just like they're so far removed from the films i feel they're like their kind of own entity but they're like so fucking good yeah and it just i get so excited about what could come you know yeah, I'm feeling really excited. I'm kind of upset at the same time that, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has come in so quickly. Like, because yeah. tomorrow's episode five, so which means next week's the finale. Yeah, but there's, I've seen a few things saying that supposedly tomorrow's episode is, like, over an hour. Jesus, like, full feature like, length. That'd be amazing. Yeah, because it was, like, with, with when did WandaVision, the first, like, three episodes were only, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, they were so quite it's short. like... So it was almost like they did one division for longer because the episodes were shorter. But these 
Falcon and the Winter Soldiers is over quicker because the episodes are longer each week. Yeah. But yeah, I think they're just there's some like Sebastian Stan has managed to make me <coughs> cry so many times. Oh yeah, he's just by being handsome. Just by being handsome, and like I said, I'd take him up to the elbow. You know, like I would even think about it. I'd be like, yeah, come on, like, <laughs> like <laughs> straight up. You are so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's a handsome fella. People, okay. He is so gorgeous, man. Like me and Emma have always had this this argument about Sebastian Stan from like the beginning. I've always found him very attractive. But Emma never really got it. But then we started watching Falcon the Winter Soldier and she just looked at me in the first episode and just went, yep, okay. I like, when, because when you first see it, oh, not in like Captain America, but like when you see him in like the Winter Soldier and stuff, he's, uh, he, like the long hair doesn't work on him really, you know? I don't know what it is about him with the long hair. I think in the Winter Soldier, because it's a bit greasy and shit, but, like, see when that dude washed his hair for Steve coming to see him in Wakanda? That dude was looking fucking fierce. He looks better with short hair, though. Yeah, but it's one of those guys that I think he would just always be gorgeous. He's in... Oh, what's that film he's in? He's in um, Hot Tub Time Machine. Is he? As, like, I've never seen it, so I don't know like, why I'm acting surprised. Couldn't tell you anyone <laughs> in that film. <laughs> uh, Rob, Rob Corydre and Craig Robinson are probably the only two that I remember. It's actually a very funny film, but he plays like a super red, white, and blue American frat boy thing that like hates Russians and shit, and it's fucking hilarious. Like the dude is so funny. I really like that guy, and I'm glad that he's kind of getting a bit more of a spotlight to like actually properly act, because like Winter Soldier obviously was just like kind of the mindless, <laughs> silent um, for the entire stabby. film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mindless stabby guy that's fighting people with a metal arm. So it's kind of letting him, it's letting him expand on his character a lot more. And uh, yeah, he's just a hell of an actor, man. He's just so good. Yeah, like that first I scene of last week's episode just had me in tears. Oh man, don't! It was that was rough to watch. Oh, it was horrible. It was terrible, but. You know, it, 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 like you're saying, it is nice to, to see that character develop and you're getting a bit more of a backstory. Because obviously there was a lot of his life missing. So you're getting to like pick up those pieces and then you're getting to pick up more pieces from when he was, you know, kicking out in Wakanda. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm enjoying it. Really enjoying it. Yeah, it's cool, man. It is really cool. But <coughs> are there any films in particular that you would say are like your... Your guilty pleasures, like mine, are terrible films. Well, they're not actually terrible. They're some of the greatest films of all time. But like films that traditionally people would be like, "Why the fuck are you watching that every day of the week?" Guilty pleasure. I love Greece. It's not a guilty pleasure at all. But I just love Greece. I remember when I was a kid, I would watch it like on video, like VHS tape, for like nice. nights and nights at a time, and I just wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't care. I thought Danny Zuko was the coolest. I'm kind of in your shoes now. Like I don't know what you're talking about. You've I've never heard s- of Greece, and I and I know some of the songs because they're on the radio. But I don't think I've ever seen the film. Yeah, it's just a musical. I think that's why I liked it. I liked musicals when I was younger. I I still yeah. don't entirely hate musicals. Me and yeah, Shanna were listening to um, the Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat soundtrack the other day because I was. Nice. 
when I was at school, I was in that show. Oh, nice. What did you play? I played Dan, one of the brothers. I played one of the Egyptian guards, and I played something else. A prisoner, maybe. Ooh, he's a multi-talented actor now. Yeah, I had no real lines. I was basically in the choir, but they had to give me a name, so I was Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe is a character. He is in it. Right. He, like, they j- the brothers, no one gave a fuck about the brothers. The main man was, was Big Jofus, you know? And he's Big Coat. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> So we were listening to that. I sang a, I sang close every door, um, for like my standard grade exam when I was at school. That was banging. I said that's a good song. Um, yeah, that's that is actually really cool. I think the one that's on Spotify is done by Jason Donovan, which is, you know, pretty fucking cool. I don't know who that is. How do you not know who Jason Donovan is? I just don't know who that is, bro. Was I don't know what to tell you. Pumping Kylie Minogue for like a million years. <laughs> like I, like I give a shit about that. They were on. They life. were on Neighbours. Come on, you know about Neighbours. I know. I know of Neighbours. Surely Kylie Minogue and shit were on Neighbours like before we were even born. Well, I. But I still know who they are. <laughs> I know who Kylie Minogue is. She's got some banging songs. I don't she know does. Who Jason Donovan is. Ah. That's some very good songs. I mean, I I will I will peg it back on you. We're saying there are some musicals out there that are fucking wild. Like, I remember we went to London with my school as like a music trip. Um, two years, two different years we went, and we went to like see the musicals essentially. And the one that always stands out for me was when we went to see fucking Hairspray. That shit rocked. It I don't know if so I've seen Hairspray. <coughs> I've never seen the film, but I've seen it in London, and it was fucking lit. It was yeah. So I would I like to go to some big watch. musicals like that. I think. Yeah. Because I, th- I, I saw, like, a real production of Joni's Jacket, um, like, in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the Armadillo, and that was really yes. cool, like... It was just like a cast of people. It was no one of worth, you know. Um, yeah. It might have been, and I've just like totally ruined their whole career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this podcast that nobody listens to. It's like, how dare that motherfucker say that? <laughs> yeah, how dare he? That was my life's work. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to go see, like, like I'd love to go see, like, Lamez, but I don't. Oh, man, that'd be amazing. I also just don't have four days to go sit in the theatre, though, you know? Like, it's so long. Is it, is it that long? God damn. I don't know. I, mean, like I, remember, I remember the film being long. Like, the one that they did with yeah. big, uh, big Hugh Jackman. Big Wolverine. Yep. Slashing people in that. Tear. During the tear French tear Revolution. I was <laughs> 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 just when he had the bones, he didn't have the fucking the metal in him yet. Comic books. Comic books. Skeletor. <laughs> Always comes back to the comic books. That's actually one that I've never finished. Is um, I've never watched. What's the one that he did? Logan. I've never watched Logan. I've never seen Logan either. It looks fucking hella good, and I just don't know why I've never watched it. I think it's just because I know how it ends, and I don't really want to watch it. Like, <laughs> well, it scares me watching it. I don't know how it ends. I'm just lazy. Right. <laughs> I I I do want to watch it though. 
because I saw that they did like a noir cut of it as well, which sounds pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I think I would watch that. I think I would watch that one just for the weird factor. It's like, um, it's oh, the film I watched recently. It was in black and white. I can't even fucking remember. But it's like a kind of modern film that was made in black and white, and it's just like that kind of. Oh, was it the Lighthouse? No, I've still not watched that. Man, still that's a not so film. That film. Yeah, was well, I mean, like, anything with Willem Dafoe in it, you know, it's going to be fucking weird. Like, yeah. That did some does some weird films. I can't remember what I was saying. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where the fuck were we? <laughs> black and white film. Oh, Hugh Jackman. Black and white films. Oh, whatever, man. We were talking about musicals. But we were. The, I think. I think probably my favourite musical would be Rocky Horror Picture Show. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. I have seen that. Oh, oh man. There was a there was a Twitter page that um that tweeted Antissa. And then yes. that was it. And they left it for like years and years. And then like just came back to it and said patience. <laughs> <Pitch. Mwah. laughs> the biggest of chefist kisses. That is unreal, <laughs> man. That's commitment to the bit. It's just, well, I mean, I bet it was just like, oh, we'll, we'll hold it off for a couple of days for a laugh, and then they just straight up forgot. And then <laughs> yeah. we saw it a couple of years later, and we're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we better do that. I mean, like, Somehow I got didn't funnier. know until, like, oh, man, the longer you leave it. I actually didn't know until a couple of weeks ago that fucking Tim Curry is deep. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> well, what exactly. a way to find out. Exactly. Is he dead? That's the exact same reaction. Yeah. Like I'm bringing it up right now, because I was like so shook as well, because it was Emma that told me, and she was like, "No, he's he's dead." And I was, was like, "No, nah, like, he's not fucking dead." Was he not like in a wheelchair <gasps> and stuff for a long time? Emma was fucking lying. Supposedly he is not dead. Yeah, fucking I didn't think he was breaking, dead. breaking news. <gasps> I've been sitting here thinking for weeks that Tim Curry was dead. Oh, your wife's a filthy liar. I can't believe we found this <laughs> out on the podcast. I'm so glad I was here for that. <laughs> She's probably thinking that she must have been thinking of somebody else, man. You I son of a bitch! Like, heartbroken. I nearly I imagine I like posted shit on like Instagram or something. Like, R.I.P. Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> man, that would be the funniest thing. <laughs> People oh. just like, yo, when did when did Kim, Tim Curry die? Like, what happened? Like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> But like that—that's like almost like believable enough that people would be like, "Fucking hell, really?" Like, oh, I'd love yeah. to start a rumor that someone was dead, and then just watch <laughs> people like tweet and stuff about it, and no find. Remember, remember they did it. Remember they did it to the, our fucking boy Neil Buchanan from Art Attack. Remember <laughs> when that happened? Yeah. Everybody was like tweeting and shit, like R.I.P. Neil Buchanan. It was like he just kind of came out a couple of days later, just be like, "Yo, I'm fine." Okay, what are you talking about? <laughs> Stop <already>. tweeting. <laughs> I've just been doing a big art attack on my living room floor for a couple of days. That's why no one's heard from me. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But I that that is absolutely blown my fucking mind. As I've been sitting here for months, thinking just fucking that distraught Curry that Tim Curry's fucking dead. <laughs> he's definitely not. I mean, like Tim Curry's one of those guys that he's just been he's been in my life so much as like a child and i grown up yeah. so like rocky horror picture i'm just looking at his like his body of work so there's like rocky horror picture show obviously it's fucking dr frankenfurter and then there's um 
Home Alone, which is in the second one. Muppets yeah. Treasure Island. That is like Muppets. Tre- if you've never seen Muppets Treasure Island, because I know he, you don't really like films. No, no, no. He's Long John Silver, he, right? Oh man, what a film! Yeah, I'm sure I, I had that on video that as well. A great film. What else is there? Charlie's Angels, was Scary he? Movie Two. Was yeah. he? Yeah, oh, he wasn't scary. It was. A, it was. Yeah. What else is there? Pennywise, obviously. Match. Pennywise. Oh man, he. Yeah, he's just one of those guys that's just kind of always been around in your life. And then was he? I'm sitting here thinking he's fucking dead. Was he in a wheelchair? Did I just make that part up? I think he is, actually. Let me let me check. I mean, we're just going to just put his whole life on blast right now. This is the Uses fact a check episode. <laughs> this is the episode <laughs> where we actually fact check. <laughs> Instead of, like, I had to pull back, peel back the curtain a little bit, every time we have a podcast, our very dear friend, Johnny Almond, will text us, like, the next day, just fact-checking all the shit we've said. Yeah, apparently, the film I was looking for last week with uh, Matthew McConaughey was called The Lincoln Lawyer. Um, but that yep. wasn't the... F- a Time to Kill was the one I was thinking about, because he does play a lawyer in that. 100%. Per- 100%. Not seen it, but he does play that lawyer. I don't. I had no idea what either of you were talking about, and then, um, no doubt, it turned into an absolute fucking horrible shit fest after that because anytime you guys are in a conversation it turns into something horrific tim curry uses a wheelchair after suffering a stroke in july 2012 <coughs> that's a real shame man that is a shame i knew that was i mean i'm very i'm very glad he's still alive yeah i'd rather <laughs> him be alive and in a wheelchair than dead that's <laughs> yeah infinitely that's, better that's for sure infinitely better but i, I like those kind of I like thinking of those people that um, have just kind of been in your life since you were wee. You know, those actors and those actresses that have just always been around. Yeah. So it's like, Tim Curry would be one for me. Um, Robin Williams, obviously, just like prime 90s into early noughties films. He was in just like right throughout your entire yeah. life. He was the flavour of the, the decade. <laughs> he was He was very good at what he did. I, was, I still remember being... S- on you go, man. Continue, please. I was just going to go into how distraught I was when he died, but I've already talked about Tim Curry being dead, so let's move on to something else. I was just going <laughs> to say, like, even, like, people who aren't in films, like, the one person that I always remember as a, an actor is David Jason. Like, just always remember him as an actor, like, watching Only Fools and Horses... Like, and yeah. I, I love, I love that I watched you be so confused about who David Jason was, <laughs> and then I said, "Only oh, and horses," and I watched the penny drop. I seen it all happen. You were like, mm, "Ah!" But I remember watching that. But then at the same time, like when I was growing up, because he was old by then, like yeah, he was in Touch of Frost, which my mom Touch and dad just always watched. And then, like, he was yeah. on, like, Last of the Summer Wine and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Like, he was just always on the telly for some reason. Because he's always a great there. actor. He is a very good actor. Like, he was dead. What was that thing, the TV show they did when it was in, like, the shop? Open All Hours? Yes. That was funny as fuck. That was really good. I like that show as well. All those old, like, yeah, British like... comedies don't get enough, like, credit, you know? They oh, man, so like, good. the peak for me would need to be Falls <clears throat> of Towers. I was gutted we never found the hotel when we were in uh, Torquay. 
I know. <laughs> we, Are, we, I mean, we didn't try very hard. No, we but... went to the arcade and watched Blanket on the Penny Falls machine. That was all we did. <laughs> that dude, that dude is so talented when it comes to Penny's Falls machine. I still remember when he sat and like showed me his technique and stuff. It was I was like a new baby being born, watching him <laughs> with his finger in technique. What? Good thing it's after dark, eh? Who are past the watershed? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but no. What uh, we seen again? Oh, aye. The British British sitcoms. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. There are some fucking excellent ones out there that kind of don't get a lot of a lot of light. Like, did you watch Black Books? Yes. There's another one that was just yes peak fucking horrible British humour. That was, was just, just grumpy men being grumpy, bullied. though, wasn't it? Like that's, I think that's why we yeah. all related to that so much. <laughs> that was a fucking great one. Yeah, I still remember. I still remember my dad putting on Faulty Towers when I was wee. Me and my brother sitting watching it, and um, <coughs> the one that always stood out for Faulty Towers was the one where he, um, like his car wouldn't start, and he just like disappears off screen for two seconds, and then come back <laughs> with like half a tree and just starts <laughs> batting fuck it his car. Oh. Still to this day, that just sticks out in my mind so much. <laughs> I've got such a crap memory when it comes to things like that. Like a lot of people I know can just like quote things like as if it's nothing, like so off the cuff. I've got to sit yeah. there and I've got to really think about the scene. I think about what yeah. was happening. I think about the scene leading into this scene before I even think about yeah. it. Because I'll get it wrong. Yeah. But you're I- thinking about like the weather and shit. Yeah, like, my, my brain just doesn't hold on to things well. Like, you're yeah. just sitting talking to Duncan, and he's like, oh, on, like, one particular episode of It's Always Sunny, and I'm like, yeah. nah, not got a clue. Watched <laughs> it, not got a clue. I mean, like, that's that's the, like, the kind of, that's the watching Duncan and Sam get in a conversation where they're both fully in tune with what it is. Oh, yeah. Is one of, the, like, Earth's undiscovered mysteries are unsolved mysteries. It's just how the fuck the two of them can retain all of the things that they say. Like, you could say something so specific to either of them about an episode of, like, Peep Show, especially Duncan with Peep Show, and he would be able to rhyme off everything about it, and you're just sitting there like, okay, man, I don't even know what I had for my breakfast. How do you you remember every single line? (laughs) And it's always like the right situation they say it as well. Like sometimes you don't even have to like say like something specifically about an episode. You could just say something that sounds almost similar to what they said in a scene. And he would give you like the next line and I'd be like What? (laughs) What what you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, the it's like ah it's from Peep Show episode like three season six and I'm like Gives you the full fucking synopsis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> synopsis. I mean, that's that's a real talent. I mean, these these kind of people. I mean, like, could you imagine like Duncan going on Mastermind, and like a special topic being obscure movie quotes or obscure TV quotes? I have a client who has just been on Mastermind. Okay. Um, so Open up that box. So he's. I don't know what age he is. He's in uni. He's younger than me. He's right. doing his 
maybe masters maybe phd i don't know he does something at university he's a very smart human being and i feel really bad that i don't remember but he was on <laughs> he was on mastermind and his specialist subject is hercule poirot is that a person it's the agatha christie novel series ah uh, okay but he knows everything I mean, about a hercule poirot um, so like, he, oh, he, is that how you, I I I actually know what you're talking about now, and I have always called it Poirot. Hi, Poirot. But he was uh, he was on there. Um, the there was two, so there was like four people on it. Two people got yeah. eight points. One uh-huh. lady got fifteen points, and uh-huh. my boy got twenty six points. <laughs> Out there, gold. straight slaying, you know. So like now he goes like wow. through to the TV thing. In fact, oh, it's on TV in like four four days time. The nineteenth, it's on TV on the nineteenth, which is something I shouldn't Bear be getting this. E- yeah, it's something I shouldn't <laughs> be getting this excited about on the nineteenth. Did you hear that? Did you hear me say the nineteenth? No, well, I heard up to. I heard up to it is on the TV in, and then it froze. Four days' time, the 19th. There we go. Mega. F- plug Sick. in for my boy. <laughs> Shout out, watch Mastermind on the 19th at whatever cha- whatever time on whatever channel it's on. I think it's on BBC know. too. It's always on BBC. Right. And it? Maybe. <clears throat> I mean, people will find it. If people are really interested in watching Mastermind, they'll know where it is. Because I feel like anybody who watches it obviously knows where it is. Like, I've seen it before, but I couldn't tell you where I watched it. Where <laughs> it was in any space of time. <laughs> <coughs> I don't really do TV shows. I think we spoke about this last week. I actually just, like, just don't watch regular TV. It's just fucking terrible for it. I think that was Unless it's I pitch perfect too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The last 10 minutes of that film, man, it just kills me. I fucking cry every goddamn time. Actually, that is something that I noticed. How fucking soft I became to movies after I had a kid. Like, this is no bullshit. This is me not playing up. I could watch any film from ages 1 or whenever I started film until 21 years old before I had a kid. I could watch any goddamn film. And not shed a tear. Not feel any emotion because I was numb. And then Luna was born and like put on like Finding Nemo or some shit for her to just sit and watch something when she's a child to try and keep her entertained. And God fucking damn it dude. Every upsetting or even joyful thing that happens in that goddamn film the waterworks erupt out of me. And it is now like that for every fucking film I watch. Man, you're like, preaching to I the choir. I can't watch the... F- <laughs> I know you're a big softy, man. man but I, I can't watch... S- I can't watch the film Coco. If you've uh, ever seen Coco. No. I can't watch it because I cry the entire fucking time. It's a I gorgeous, c- gorgeous film. But I could see God. a kind of sad advert and I would cry. Like... <laughs> It just gets me. I can't. I can't help myself. I will bubble at 
anything. Yeah. But it's like, it's just being, it's being in tune with your emotions, man. Like, or it's not being in tune with your emotions and having zero control over them whatsoever. <laughs> I think that <laughs> might be more true in my case. <laughs> I'm not in tune, I'm just emotional. <laughs> but I think we've come up in a generation, I think we are quite fortunate that we've come up in a generation where it's like, it's we were kind of the maybe the next generation on from being like no we should men should be able to feel their emotions and feel yeah. sad about things and talk about it and stuff so it's like we don't feel any kind of weird shame when it comes to crying no like i'll just cry on the spot because i'm just like upset like that's oh, yeah. the thing that blows my goddamn mind like even see just like people i know who are a bit older than me i mean like i'm nearly 30 but i would know somebody who's like 31 like not even that much older than me that's like never cried a day in their life because they just suppress all of their emotions because that's what they were told to do when they were younger it weirds me out and it's like it's really it's i find it fucking terrifying if i'm being honest like not being able to just like cry because i'm frustrated about something or not being able to just cry because i'm overwhelmed by something like instead i would just like bury it deep down somewhere and then not let it out like i feel like I would just fucking explode one day. Absolutely. Completely erupt. I'd be right there with you in bits, man. It's it, That's not healthy at all. No. But it is for, like, like you say, there's, like, people have been told, men have been told, you know, you got to be big and tough and all this, that, and the next thing. And I am sorry, but I just do not fit into that category, you know? Like, there's, I have my moments where I'm, like, "Quote unquote manly doesn't happen very often. Yeah. I'm quite a quite a camp human being, but yeah, there's, there's times where I I know that I will take charge, like, but I never feel emasculated by any other situation where maybe I take the back seat and someone else takes over. You know, like that doesn't bother yeah. me. Like I I know the things I'm good at and I will be good at them, but I have got zero shame in like being. I don't know. Viewed as viewed as not like completely masculine, because what does that even yeah, mean? Like, you know. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like, I think it's we've kind of been told, or at least the generation before us and before that and before that, they kind of been told about the whole alpha bullshit of like you need to be yeah. the man of the house, you need to be the alpha dog of the house. But it's like, nah. Like, I don't want to do that stuff. Like, I will bark at somebody if I need to bark. But I'm not going to sit here yeah. and bark at somebody just because I can. Like, that's fucking bullshit. Because it, it's like, I, I feel like it works it's wasted ways, energy. It's like, yes. Yeah, oh, for sure. But it's like, I feel like it works in two ways. Where it's like, men are told to suppress their feelings and and not express themselves in a way that would be deemed as feminine. I fucking hate it when that thing gets thrown at me. It's like, I don't give a shit if you think I'm feminine, I'm going to fucking do that because that's where I feel comfortable. But, like, they'll be told to suppress all that stuff and then be the kind of alpha dog on the other side. But then instead of being the alpha dog when they need to be, they'll just be the alpha dog at all times because they think that's what they're supposed to do. And then that's just when you're genuinely just a fucking asshole. Like, yeah, and that's yeah. I just steer clear of those people in general. I just couldn't imagine 
feeling that way about things and f- like it's toxic it's a toxic environment I, I, to part put of me feels into. yeah part of me actually feels sorry for these people that have been brought up and been told those things because a lot of yeah. these people that w- they didn't have the choice of being who they felt comfortable being and who they wanted to be and then had to become the person that they were told to be like that's kind of one thing that i will always thank my parents for is they never they never forced me to be anything or forced me to be a certain way they were always comfortable with any kind of choices i make they used to always throw down they used to always throw out this word um what was it It, metrosexual when i was younger (laughs) and i never actually knew what it meant and i still don't but it was basically just their way of saying your camp is shit and it's fine you know (laughs) i think that was like i was a nice warming way to be brought up you know just like whatever you're gonna do absolutely we'll kind of make fun of you about it we'll kind of (laughs) my mum and dad were fairly similar to you to yours as well like i definitely get like my emotional streak from my dad like my dad is yeah exactly the same as me whereas like you know anything mildly distressing he's just kind of like jesus christ here they come or like even if it's happy like yeah. i cry when i'm happy as well like a lot yeah um but <laughs> i i got that as well um i got the i didn't get the metrosexual thing i they just got that oh gary's different you know because i like to like, <laughs> wear eyeliner and dye my hair and paint my nails <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it was like it was like they kind of they like to poke holes for a bit of kind of it's, it's a bit fun kind of having a laugh with your kids and stuff but it was never anything that was like fucking traumatizing and turned you off being who you were it was always kind of like yeah we're going to poke holes because it's funny but like at the end of the day we still support you and what you decide to do and yeah, however exactly. you end up turning out you know and like <clears throat> me and Ev have had this conversation like I'll be honest I still don't fully understand my sexuality if I'm being honest yeah. like I'm obviously very deeply madly in love with a woman but that doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily mean that I am heterosexual in any way like yeah I get I that. feel I feel like physically attracted towards other males like I've me and Emma have had the same conversation where it's like Emma Emma feels certain ways about her sexuality as well, but it's like I could feel as though I could be fully in love with somebody of the same gender, somebody of the same sex. Yeah. <coughs> and it's like it's trying to break down that that construct in your head when you've been brought up. And it's, this isn't anything on, on my parents and it's been brought up in a world where everything was just male and female. And then when yeah. I started kind of realising like, oh, that's maybe not, that's that's not as black and white as what you've been told. Yeah. And you, you kind of start to like question a wee bit more about how you feel about things. And as I'm getting older, I'm kind of becoming a bit more in tune with it. That I'm like, maybe I'm not fully maybe i'm not a straight ruler you know maybe I, I could kind of fucking feel certain ways about other about other people you know but not that that's gonna fucking change the way i feel about my wife you know i'm still fucking no, heavily of course. 
heavily in love, you know. I, I feel that like, as well. Like, there's definitely moments in my life where I felt like I've been dipping in and out of like how I felt and what I feel. You know, like they're two different things for me. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I, I know in my head that I am attracted to women, mm-hmm. but then I look at a guy sometimes and I'm like, "Yo, what's up?" Oh damn! But yeah. then, <laughs> but then my brain doesn't let me take it any further. Like it won't let me like. Like it's not like there's a sexual attraction there. It's not like there's an intimate mm. like attraction. I couldn't, I couldn't like picture myself being like that, like w- with a guy in 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 that mm. sort of way. But like mm-hmm. I, I have those moments where I go, "Oh, here am I?" Like because yeah. because I will ha- I will like look at someone and I go, "Jesus fucking Christ, he's he's handsome as fuck." Like what is that? Like yeah, but yeah. but then in my head like. I, it almost shuts it down and I don't know if that's like a a defence mechanism my brain trying to tell me otherwise but like I don't know you know I'm a try anything twice kind of guy you know like once yeah. to see if I like it twice yeah. to make sure you know but <laughs> um, <laughs> like but I think it, it's becoming a much more fluid thing um, yeah big time like big time it's not I'm a all tick for box it, you anymore know? Yeah, I'm all for it. You know, the world's changing. Mm. Why not? Why not change with it? It doesn't make you any different from anyone else. You know, it's like we're all kind of in this together. Yeah, precisely, man. I said, I mean, this is all just gearing up to the fact that we're finally. I mean, it might be like the final episode of the podcast is where we finally just proclaim our deep, true love for each other and end up building a family together. I mean, it'll get there one day. It'll be nice. It'll be messy. There might be some paperwork to fill out, but <laughs> you know what, man? If signing on a dotted line is what it takes, I'll do it. it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I I am not gonna lie. I really like this after dark thing. Maybe we should do it every now and then, like just uh, yeah, just let it get weird, you know? Yeah, like. I'll definitely need to get a couple of beers in for the next one so we can get a bit weirder. Because right now I'm just drinking water. My delirium is coming from the fact that I've been up since like five o'clock. It's not anything to do with the fact that I've been drinking. <laughs> I got up this morning before my alarm went off, and that was a really weird experience for me. Like, oh god. I actually kind of enjoyed it. I didn't get out of bed, but I got I got up before my alarm went off. That felt like a. An <laughs> My alarm was going off at like quarter to seven or something, and I got up at like yeah. quarter past half past six. I was like, "Wow, I'm awake. I might try and oh, sleep." Wow. I didn't. I just lay in bed and like scroll through my phone, and then got out of bed at half seven. I had to rush around. I was like, "I had a whole hour, <laughs> I had a whole hour to prepare, and I still am rushing." Dickhead. Left my lunch in the fridge and everything. Ugh. Oh, mate. Oh, That's one thing that I do not miss if I'm being honest, is the rushing about in the morning to get to work and stuff. I do not yeah. miss it at all. Like I enjoy my commute. I, 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 my, yeah. my commute was different from yours, obviously, you were driving, which I don't yeah. think I would mind too much because I wouldn't be driving as far as you would have been driving. But I like yeah. to have a start and an end to my working day. And for me, that's the commute. Like, it's an hour just yeah. to, or an hour, half an hour, whatever it is, to like just to listen to some music, read a book, podcast decompress after the day like it's yeah unwind yeah it's important i think the when i was in 
I mean, I was only in the office for three months before everyone got shut down because I'd just started the job in January of last year and then yeah. by March we were all sent home. Um, and I felt kind of differently about that journey. As much as it was like an hour, I did kind of, it wasn't an hour in traffic. It was like no. the last job I was in, it was an hour, but it was an hour in traffic. And that is the worst. It was never enjoyed. No. Because like, <clears throat> I would have to go straight from work to go and like pick the, one of the kids up from nursery and shit. So it was just like total fucking panic. Just like, I'm not going to be late to pick these kids up. And it wasn't a nice time. But the journey going to where I am just now, it, it did have that element of like, yeah, you can put the music on, turn it up fucking loud and just kind of drive. But I still just like being able to get up at like whatever time and just chill out not even put any clothes on, turn my laptop on, <laughs> answer a couple of emails in my pants and be like, right, I better go hop in a shower, like fucking 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I've already been working for like an hour and a half. Just like right. life. Some people really fell better into get ready the work for the day. Home. Yeah, some people really fell into the work from home thing like really well. Um, mm-hmm. But I just don't think I could do it. I don't think I could. Um, well, you physically can't because... You're a barber. <laughs> well, I. That is also a big part of it. <laughs> I don't want my house covered in hair. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Squash that. Yeah, I can. Jesus. I can't imagine you doing everything in your house. I mean, you don't. You don't like sitting. I mean, it's not that you don't like sitting. It's the. It's the separating work from home. Yeah. I think you thing. you like having that big separation between the two. Yeah. Like, I don't really answer any questions about my job, like, after I finish work. Like, if someone, like, messages me and they're like, oh, what time is my appointment again? That's getting answered at 9 o'clock the next day or when I'm in the <laughs> shop. Because I'm just like, I'm in, ha- I'm in the, ho- the house now. Like, I'm, I'm at not, home. Yeah, I'm not doing anything that I probably should do. Like... <laughs> But that's not going to stop that person from turning up to get their haircut at the end of the day. Exactly. If they want to know enough, they'll find out themselves. Yeah, yeah. And just go and look at their emails or something unless they're like an old person that doesn't know how to work emails. More often than not, (sighs) that is the case, to be fair. Oh, really? What actually is, like, what is your clientele like? I don't think I've ever seen any of your clients. Uh, like is it all generally could see because of where you're based is it kind of like younger like student-y vibe or is it more my clientele upscale? is so so spread out man um yeah which is what something that i really enjoy because i just like people i like like how weird yeah. everyone is um a lot of my <laughs> clients are kind of middle-aged men um nice usually usually with a pretty interesting job like i've got like a lot of clients that are like scientists and stuff like that um i've got like one nice. one client in particular that's um he's a writer for river city um and he does like nice yeah he's done like a couple of films and all that as well i, uh, I cut the hair of like, the production sick. manager of like a couple of bb's like BBC shows and all that kind of stuff. He did like This Is England and all that kind of stuff too. Nice. I do oh, get a lot of students. Cool. I get I get a lot of young lads in the shop, um, just because yeah. we're so close to university. Um, 
they're not yeah, my favourite like people. The, the scientist stuff or the students. Yeah, the, where the, you are. no, no, no. The student, the students aren't my favourite. Um, they they <laughs> hold a special place in my heart, but I don't. Know, I have this thing with like people who aren't twenty five yet. I'm just like, oh, you're not a real human being until you hit twenty five. Like, <laughs> I feel like you're not like emotionally there yet. You know, <laughs> that's quite shitty, man. It's not though because it's a genuine thing where your brain like. It matures after the age of twenty five, and that's just how it is. Um, and like you can tell, like some of the kids come into the shop and they're like, "It's nine o'clock in the morning or whatever." Like, oh, I'm sorry for like getting you out of your bed and like having you in work this early. And I'm like, man, this is the shift. I'm here at nine o'clock. <laughs> like that's how that works. So, like, oh, what time? What time are you working until today? Oh, six o'clock. You're until six o'clock. Oh my god, that's such a long day. I'm like, bro. You have no fucking idea. Like, this is just the day. You're <laughs> going to struggle, like, so much. <laughs> like, oh, you work in the weekends? Yes, I work the weekends. Do you know why? Because I'm cutting your hair. You fucking... <laughs> oh, man. I'm cutting your hair, and it is currently Saturday. Of course yeah, I work like, the weekends. These, some of these kids, like, just don't get it, you know? There's some that do, yeah. and the ones that do get it are the kids that work as well as study. And those are the ones yeah, that I those get are the on kids. really... The, those are the ones I get on really well with because I can see mm-hmm. that they have some sort of like drive to do something. Even though their job yeah. that they may be doing at the same time isn't related to what their degree's going to be. They're grafters, you know, and I really, I love a grafter. I love somebody that's going to work. Yeah. Because I just feel like I've got that. Cause I, I do enjoy working and I've always enjoyed working. Like when I was learning how to do all this, it was like, it was like seven days a week, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think, not that I think I went through it, everyone else should go through it, but, like, I can really relate to someone that just wants to do better by, you know, working a job that makes yeah. them some money so they can save up or buy themselves some things and also learn at the same time. I think it's just really important. Mm-hmm. So if you're before yeah. the age of 25 and you do none of those things, get in my life. I don't need it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... <laughs> And then I've just got like I've got like the boys that come in as well, like friends that I've I've known forever. My yeah, my, my, yeah. my clientele is all over the shop. I've I have. No, that's re- that's really cool. Like having that, having like that, those varied kind of faces coming in and out. Like it's never, it's never kind of stale. Like imagine, imagine a lot of barbers. I think it's just like I think it's the type of barber shop that you guys have kind of built for yourself. Like you just between you and. Um, Richie as well you're just like you're just so goddamn friendly like going into the shop it's just like a nice environment you know yeah it's we like tried to a keep lot of barbershops from from and like growing up like when i was younger um i can always had like long hair and stuff so i genuinely always felt really uncomfortable in barbershops yeah i don't know what it was it was just like that i mean what we we're talking about before with like the bullshit masculinity around barbershops versus hairdressers and all that shit I always felt really uncomfortable in barber shops, but like having a shop like you guys, where it's just like such a welcoming, open environment, where it's just like absolutely no bullshit here. There's no fucking. We're not judging. There's no judgments in here. You come in, you get your haircut. We talk some good shit. We watch some wrestling on the TV, and then you fuck off and you pay me. You know, it's yeah. like just that whole environment that you guys have built in the shop is just it's I so think- nice. 
I think a lot of it for me is because when I was younger, I had long hair too, and I had some yeah like horrific haircuts, like yep, and <laughs> thanks, um, <laughs> so I think like I take my time and I really think about everything that I'm doing because I've been there, you know, like it. You get a shitty haircut and it makes you feel bad for a couple of days. You get over it, but, like, it does make you feel bad. So I always just want to, like, make sure that I'm, like, giving everyone the best haircut I can. Even if that is, yeah. like, not a great haircut. As long as I know I've given my all and they're happy with it, then that's yeah. fine. Not to say that I put out shoddy haircuts. I don't. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say <laughs> that, like, the haircut for me is about... I don't know, maybe 70%, 60% of why someone comes back to you. They'll come back to right. you if they feel like you you treat them well, you give them good customer service, you make mm -hmm. them feel like they are actually appreciated in the shop. The shop mm -hmm. as well is another big part of it. Like People will come back for that. Like They like to come into a space that's comfortable and like you say, like all that, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so like the haircut's really not the most important thing everything else is obviously it's a massive part of why someone will come and visit you in the shop but i think yeah. a lot of it is just human to human interaction i've got a client who i see i don't know maybe every three four weeks maybe um right and he genuinely like whenever i see his name booked in mm -hmm. i get like proper happy because he's yeah. just a, he's just a fucking Stand up guy, he's uh he's a microbiologist, and nice. he is just a fucking shitty punk kid who right. has worked really hard and like he's spoken in front of like big conferences and all that kind of stuff. He's written papers, had stuff released, and like he comes into the shop, we have like the shitty work banter, and then we just talk about like mid two thousands metalcore, you know. <laughs> And, like, yes. I'll always go home that night and I'll be like, fuck, oh, it was so good, like, talking about this thing that I've not spoken about in years. And because he's spoken yeah. about it, like, on the bus home, I'm, like, listening to Finch or I'm listening to, like, yes. 18 Visions or something on the way home because we've spoken about it. And, um, yeah. like, it just makes me remember, like, how funny it is. He's a, he's a little bit older than us. Um, we put his band on when we played in Glasgow before we went on those five days. Um, All right. And um, so when he first came into the shop, I recognised him and I was like, how do I recognise this guy? Why do I know you? Yeah, and yeah. then like he sat down and we got talking and all that. And I was like, here, are you in a band? And then he was like, uh-huh. I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that we played with you. And um, from that moment, like, all the walls were down, you know. Um, yeah. We just, like, properly hit it off. Had a proper good laugh that day. He made me laugh, like, tears streaming down my face. He was in the <laughs> shop last week. Just telling me a story about someone else that we know. Uh -huh. And I could just imagine this other boy doing everything that he said. <laughs> oh, my God. My, it, it genuinely made me laugh so much. And that's what I like about my job, like... And that's why I like the shop that I work in. Because the kind of yeah. people that come through are the kind of people I actually want to be associated with other than the 25 and unders, you know? Like, I, I can actually, <laughs> I get on board with that. Or even like, right, so today, today there was a kid in the shop 
he was 11 years old. The last time he came right. in to get his haircut, he showed me a photo of a, uh, what's his pus? Uh, Timothy Chalamet. And he was like, I want my hair like right. this. And I was like, mm-hmm. at 11 years old, you're cool as fuck. <laughs> like, cool, whatever. So he's like growing his hair out. And like, bless him, this kid is like, ah, oh, he's going to... He's gonna be a heartbreaker for sure, but like cool. he's just yeah. he's he's actually super cool. So he was talking. He, he, <laughs> he was sat. His mum came in and paid for the haircut before he was in the chair because she had something to go do. He lives around the corner, so right, it wasn't okay. too bad. Um, yeah. So like he, I finished the last haircut. He came over to the chair and he was wearing this t-shirt and he was like, "Oh, I'm really sorry that my um, my t-shirt's so dirty." I've just been like out playing all day, and I was like, "Ah, oh, don't worry about it, man." Like, Sick. it sounds like, yeah, that, that's exactly what I said. I was like, "You're living the life," <laughs> and then like he sat down, and I was like, "So what have you been up to today? Then how, how come you're so muddy?" Like he just been like rolling in the mud, and he was like, "Ah, something like that." He's like, "I'm trying to like build a, a like a BMX or a mountain bike or something," and I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah, I've got this, that, and the next thing." He was telling me like all these things, and I was like. I was like, are you even at secondary school yet? He's like, nah, I go there after the summer. And I was like, you're already this cool. Like, damn. I said to him, as, as I was like finishing, I was like, man, this long hair looks, looks so good on you. Like, it frames your face really well. Like, you look really good with it. And he's like, yeah, man, I just want to keep this long hair rolling. And I was like, who <laughs> are you? Like, what is you're this? the coolest any- fucking yeah, guy ever. Anyone else had said this, I'd be like, shut up. Like, stop it. <laughs> but like, this young kid just knows exactly what he wants and who he wants to be, you know? And I think that's, like, super important. So at what point do you disregard him because he's under 25? Um, when he leaves at what, school. At what point do you go? No, when he leaves school. That's when I, like... If you, if you leave school and you just become a shitty, like, lazy, like, late teenager, you're a, you're a scumbag. Because yeah. I was. Yeah. That's what I was. A scumbag. Yeah. Did did nothing Maybe for that's you. That's what it is. This is just this is just going back to your like self hatred that you have for yourself. You don't like these twenty four year olds, twenty three year olds because you fucking hated yourself when you were young. Anyway, that's been about an hour, man. <laughs> so we should probably like wrap this up or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's after dark. It's an extended episode this week. Oh no. <laughs> I maybe maybe that is a thing. Maybe I. Maybe I see the way that I lived and the way that I got into my job and all that kind of stuff a little bit later than everyone else usually does. And Mm -hmm. I I don't really want that for anyone else. But when I see people wasting their life or wasting their potential or whatever, like, I'm just kind of like, dude, like, you could, you could actually be out there doing something fun with your life. Like, even when someone says to me that they want to go traveling, I'll be like, Mm-hmm. Go do that. Go do that traveling, because that's go not them being yeah. like that's them not like being like a, a shitty scumbag or whatever. They're just like they know that they have a thing in their mind that they want to do, so they go and do it. And mm-hmm. those people will work hard to get to that point. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah, then they'll be able to go away. I just want people to realize their worth and just uh, and just like capitalize on it early as possible. That's really nice. That was that's a true. really nice thing to see. Like it's true. we were just talking about, we were just talking about earlier on about us getting like super emotional and stuff. And see, as you were saying that, I could feel the tears coming in the back of my eyes. That was <laughs> fucking lovely. That was honestly so nice. <laughs> I want people to know their worth. Oh my god, dude, it's that touched true. me. 
that really touched me i really enjoyed that let's please end every episode on a note like that <laughs> oh god i'm gonna have to start thinking of like really positive quotes yeah <laughs> 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 oh christ but yeah you're right this is well over an hour now so we probably should think about wrapping it up but um that was a really nice way to end this podcast and this is probably now my favorite podcast that we've ever done because that was fucking beautiful yeah that was, um, fun. that was very good right i'll do the the wrap-up things that i usually do um thank you everyone for listening this has been episode six of dead end friends um please like please share please subscribe please follow us on instagram comment on any of the posts we do join in the conversation um yeah i think that's everything i'm covering everything to be honest i'm just gonna say cheerio and go my fucking bed man yep that's just about it cool i'll speak to you another time love you bye love you too man bye bye